2: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, Each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, cars. What else? Cars? Cars. We talk about cars. cars, (laughs) You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And, Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No.
1: (laughs) But also head to Patreon.
2: can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the episode happy new year happy new year welcome to twenty twenty two yeah it's got quite a nice ring to that doesn't it two thousand and twenty two yeah it's uh i like a new year do you like a new year well it all sort of rolls into one but, but... <sighs> not really i mean uh... Uh, see, I get into it. I like it. It's an excuse to do things a little bit different, isn't
1: it? But do you actually... Start? But d- does that actually... I mean, you see so many people go, right, this is my year. I'm going to do this. <sighs> this is my year. This, I'm gonna, this is what's going to happen. And then two days in, it's not their year. It's all gone wrong.
2: Yes, I was supposed to go to the gym every day this year. It's January the 5th. I haven't been once. <laughs> right. So, I'm. you know, yeah, life... Uh, goals i guess i'm not that keen on but work goals i am yeah and you know using it as a sort of moment or an excuse to be like hey i'm gonna change up my editing style or make such <laughs> different content i do like using it for that and okay covid aside i have always tried to like you know um what do i do phrase my content no
1: style my content differently each year maybe mm. because i don't really make goals because i Change them as I go. So if I need to you keep
2: you keep ticking
1: them off the list. got to keep got to keep going. So yeah. so yeah, I don't really have a, have to have a new year for new inspiration. If I if I feel I need to change something, whether it's February, March, April, I just change just it. Just get on and change it. Just like get on mean. and change it. Fair yeah.
2: Enough. Well, anyway, well, happy new year to everyone. Hello.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the
2: podcast. We are back from our very short Christmas break. Uh did you have a nice time uh, d- nice time off? I had a
1: lovely time while we on an holiday. You went to Dubai, I didn't didn't Beautiful, you? Oh. yeah. Like late 20s. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, we had good fun. Good Did fun. You see we- any nice cars? Um, not really, mate. No? No, there, no, there was a few. Like, I didn't really pay much attention apart from um, going to the Dubai Mall one evening to see the fountain because I have my daughter with me and sure. my sister and whatnot. Um, so we went and done that. And obviously, we drove to the desert to do the buggies and whatnot. Um, apart from that, we was in the hotel. Yeah. Okay.
2: Fair enough. But I mean,
1: Dubai is one of those places that usually even inside the hotel, somehow you see
2: supercars driving around. Yeah. There there were fourth car. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you could, all you could hear is Lamborghinis for sure. Lamborghinis and Ferraris. That that's all I heard all week. Um, but yeah, I don't really pay too much attention to him No, anymore. no, fair like, enough. You, you know were on I mean? holiday, like, so
2: I'll give you that break. Me and Paul Wallace would have been there glued to the window. Oh, like, no. Oh, my God, it's a hurricane. Oh, you'd have been chasing it down the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't. <laughs> no, no, fair <laughs> enough. You sound way more normal than me. <laughs>
1: um, well, I look way more normal as well. That's <laughs> uh, debatable. Especially in that jumper. But hey. Is <laughs> that a Christmas jumper? It is a Christmas no, present, c- so be, be careful. <laughs> I what does <laughs> that Les Italians mean? Les Italians.
2: This is actually, I will have you know, a super in vogue and fashionable brand. Really? Uh, MC St. Bart's, I think it's called. Why are you wearing um, it? Then? I, good question. Because uh, it was gifted to me. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't have the balls to buy it myself. Uh, but no, I, I found, I, we, me and Vicky saw these in Nice when we were down there in November. In France. Stumbled across them. Yeah, Nice, France. Right. okay. Stumbled across them. We're like, oh, these are cool. And they had loads of different ones. There's one which was like to be. Porsche, or to be posh, uh-huh. a little 911 on it and stuff uh-huh. like just cool things. I was like, oh, that's so nice. We got back and we Googled it, and it's like, literally like, Kendall Jenner and oh, Justin right. Bieber and like every celebrity you could imagine has been wearing these jumpers I was like oh cool and so I ended up getting one as a Christmas present very nice so I'm a fan so you can do one in your weird <laughs> leather puffer I don't even know what you look like wearing a bin bag uh, that's not the first time someone said that to me <laughs> about this coat but it's quite warm so fair enough uh, well you know I, I love Christmas. I Christmas we went to Bulgaria to see Vicky's parents uh, which was super nice I tell you what Covid has been kind to Bulgaria mm, in really? The, in the last 18 I mean Maybe, maybe not um, but in the last 18 months i'm just talking about with regards to cars my god the amount of supercars cruising around sofia the capital insane they never you never see anything that nice you see a few amgs and m cars but the last two years the amount of like just supercars knocking around in the capital insane and i stumbled across this insanely heavily used gtc for luso which i shared in the group and posted on instagram you did arguably the coolest thing I've ever seen in my Mafia life. Mafia car, for sure. <laughs> 100% a uh, dead yeah, body yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, what are you doing? Go and check me out. Uh, @c- <laughs> what's, what's happened to you? What's <laughs> happened to you? Follow me on Instagram. Um, but yeah, this car was the dirtiest car, <laughs> let alone Ferrari, let alone Lusso, I've ever seen. Street parked in the centre of Sofia. And it had damage to the front right side. It was scarred. It was bruised. I just, it was amazing. Yeah. You never see Ferraris like that. No. No. But as make say, sure it, if you're
1: going to follow Sam on Instagram, make sure you put his handle in, right, because he hasn't got a blue tick, so. Thank you.
2: Uh, as predicted, uh, I need to take this phone call. So. Ah! <laughs> Give me two seconds.
1: Ah! So he's been waiting for a... Oh, I don't know if I can say. Can I say? He's been waiting for a, a pass or something to be collected. And uh, we delayed the podcast for like <sighs> half an hour. I've been here like nearly an hour waiting for him. And uh, he... He's just turned up now. So we're either on a pause or um, you're going to listen to me talking for two or three minutes. Hopefully he edits this out because uh, I've not got much more to talk about without my friend. He disappeared in his silly jumper and, or oh, very nice jumper because probably a member of his family it. and uh, I'm going to get grilled the next time I see him. So hello, Sam's family. <laughs> That's enough now. I'm not saying anymore I'm going to wait for my partner
2: in crime Did you did you keep everyone entertained
1: Yeah yeah I I done a little speech and then um I I signed out and said that um We'll be back in a second. We'll be back in a second. Okay, yeah. so I just—I'll explain. Did you explain what was going on? Absolutely. So you can leave it in, or you can not leave it in, or we can just recut it and do whatever you like. But I've done a lovely little speech. Okay.
2: Yeah. But what did you? I don't. I don't totally trust you. Well, <laughs> so I'm not. i going to. I won't find out until I edit this no. back. But let me explain what is actually going on. So, aside from uh, heading off to Bulgaria for Christmas, I've—I've I've moved out of my flat. I've, I know. I've sold my flat here in London in Clapham, uh, and I'm moving on to slightly slightly greener pastures. Not not much greener, I've got to be honest, but slightly greener pastures. Um, and so, yeah, spent a lot of Christmas packing up. And I'm currently actually, me and Vicky are currently living with my parents about an hour and a half or two hours outside of London. Mm-hmm. Just whilst we're, you know, doing all the lawyer bits for the new property. Um, and so my dad's decided to take this opportunity to use me as one of his secretaries. Uh, and he went, why not? He went, no, you're going to London today. Uh, <laughs> I need something from my office, so do you mind if I courier something to you? And I knew that the courier was going to turn up midway through this podcast. And we waited, we held off a little bit, but no, predictably, career turns up. I said all five this. Minutes in, oh, you did say all oh, this. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so, so sorry for repeating. I just don't trust Tony. He doesn't have a very trustworthy face. And so I thought no. you probably spent the last 10 minutes slagging me off.
1: No, I've done that as well. Okay. <laughs>
2: <right>. <laughs> anyway, so catch up out of the way. Let's talk cars. Because even though you're not too into the whole new year thing, it is a new year. Yeah. Which means a year to get excited about new cars. What's coming out, then? Many things. Really? Which is what we're going to be getting into later in the episode, because, yeah, there's a lot of cars that we can be excited about this year, Um, but there's also some sort of immediate car things that we need to discuss. Yeah. Firstly, the fact, I've got a Defender 90 downstairs.
1: I know. Oh, hello. I mean, I knew this was coming.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) I'll just explain quickly, in case those of you missed the main channel video, went out on Boxing
1: Day here in the UK. How dare you if you did, by the way. (laughs) You don't follow me on Instagram and now you're not watching the main channel? If you watch the Queen speak, you should watch him. Okay, I don't think that's true, but thank
2: you for really? the support. I mean, you don't follow me on Instagram or watch my YouTube channel, so you're not saying I'm a very good example. But, um, yeah, so uh, I went up to Alexander's Prestige, the legends at Alexander's Prestige. Uh, Andrew from Alexander's came on the podcast at the end of last year. Um, and they have unbelievably lent me this insane Urban Defender 90 for the next three months to basically trial it, see if I could you know, replace the X3 with a Defender, see if it's as impractical to live with as I maybe suspect. Can you sell it? Can I sell it? No, no, it's a loan. I can't (laughs) sell it. No, what I mean is, is that why don't you try and sell it for make some money? Oh, and get a commission. If anyone wants a really nice... <laughs> of Firstly, I know Andrew listens to this podcast, so uh, Andrew, let's Hello, Andrew. Uh, let's
1: chat. Um, you've but got to I- leave some for me as well, because I've suggested it, so make sure you leave a bit for me. <laughs> I
2: think the hard part will be is I already know... I'm probably going to say some negative things about that car. How dare you? Yeah, well, how dare I? Um, but but I don't think I'm going to be the best salesman for it. No. I'm really enjoying it. Good. And I've not driven it that much yet. No. But in the limited time I have, it's almost already verified. Is that
1: the right word to say? What engine is it? It's the P300. So it's the two-litre petrol car, but the 300 Sh- horsepower car. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. Um, it's an SE X-Dynamic.
1: An an S-E-X. Okay, fine. So you've done what my audience has did. It's an S-E-X. Yes, yeah, an S-E-X, yeah. Think about that. Dynamic. It's an S-E-X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand me. It's the sex spec. Yeah, but I'm not that juvenile, so.
2: <laughs> Apparently, most of the main channel audience are, because everyone was constantly like, did he just say the S-E-X spec? Yeah, as if it's,
1: yeah. as if it's forbidden word. Yeah. It uh, happens naughty. every day.
2: <laughs> but it is also an urban spec car, yeah. uh, which does, I mean, if the Defender wasn't already imposing enough, this one, I mean, I cannot pull it off. I'm trying so hard. But ever I go, I step out. And people are like, oh.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> I thought. Or Tiny Temper or Justin Bieber or <laughs> what a got one of their mix. jumpers on. I think I do. <laughs> I, I think I got one of the JLS jumpers on. That's a real niche UK pop reference. But anyway. um So, yeah, long story short, let's see. Mm. I still love the idea of it. Every time I walk downstairs and see it, I'm like, oh, so cool. Yeah. um But it is a boat, my God.
1: We'll save it. There's there's more to come on this. There car. is a lot more to yeah. come, and yeah. I don't really want to pass I mean, I've had one, but I don't really want to pass judgment until you've had a bit more time. With it. So have you had any more come or go from stock recently? Because they are trading at an insane value at the moment. No, because they're trading at an insane value. Okay. And, <laughs> and actually, as a human being, no, I'm not going to say it, actually. I'll just let it roll out and I'll have an opinion bit later on. Sure. Okay. Well, this yeah. is unlike you, maybe this is the new you for 2022. No, it's no, no. Usually no.
2: you jump in with an opinion. Opinion well before educating yourself
1: sorry. No No I don't do that <laughs> Absolutely not My opinions are completely valid And normally 100% correct Shall I remind you about the G.I. Yaris? What
2: happened with that? well you hated it then you drove it and you loved it and now you decided you hated it again because they started selling for
1: overs no I don't like them change your mind three times no, I just like the way it drives I mean I wouldn't buy one but at the beginning you hated it before you'd driven it yeah yeah but, yeah, but yeah. that's an opinion and quite often sometimes <laughs> I do it just to wind you lot up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finally it out of you. I just get a reaction I love a
2: reaction so yeah there's plenty more to come with the Defender 90 uh, got lots of fun plans with it lots of ways to try and test it in every single sort of capa- you know, sort of way but I'm also trying to use it as much as I can as my daily How However, uh, as I was packing up the old flat that we've now moved out of, I was using the X3 because it's way more practical to fit stuff into. So the Defender was parked up here at STGHQ because you can't put the seats down flat. So you couldn't fit as much stuff in it. The can't X3 was it. unbelievable. I was lobbing stuff into the yeah, X3. Yeah. It became a van. So uh, another huge tick for that goddamn X3, which just continues to be so good. Are you going to sell it? Well, I think I am because I'm on this. I mean, people are now starting to get a bit annoyed, saying this is the longest (laughs) hunt for an X daily ever. But it's because I am in no major rush. I do love the X3. I just, I just don't love it. Like it's, do you see what I saying? No, I know what you mean. But you've had it. How long you had it? Nearly two years now. Oh right.
1: Well, that's why you don't really love it. You sort of just want
2: to change. Exactly that. And I think over Christmas, I kind of figured out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I've got this defender loan for the next three months, so probably nothing's going to happen until spring. I doubt, but I kind of know what I'm going to do now. And it goes back to something that I did pre-covid so 2020 at the start of 2020 i did this whole thing which was go big or go home and two months when later, was that
1: 2020 yeah, january
2: 2020 i was like go big or go home And what happened there covid came and i went home but, <laughs> but i think 2022 i might be bringing that doing slogan it again back i think i'm going to bring that slogan back okay two years later two years your watch stopped <laughs> a little bit maybe it has actually let's for <laughs> So, uh, aside from me collecting a Defender 90, which very exciting moment. Thank you again to Alexander's Prestige. Uh, did you catch another exciting bit of car content over Christmas? Evo Car of the Year.
1: Yeah. Oh, I did. What's that reaction? Well, I was very disappointed. Last no. couple of last couple of Evos, I've been very disappointed with the winner. E. Ecodies. Not, not yeah, yeah. Not the content because I like the way they put it together and the filming. I appreciate filming a bit more now, since oh. I've known you, actually, because oh. you sp- kind of educated me a little bit, which is odd, really, I never <laughs> thought you'd be able to do that, but you have. Come on. Um, and um, yeah, I appreciate the filming and the way they put it together and whatnot, but the outcome of what they've decided the last couple of years, for me, hasn't really made too much sense. What won last year? The, the M2CS. Ah, and then this year, the, the M5 series. I mean, what's happened? Hashtag ad. <laughs> Post- no, 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 no. no, not- no Evo no, no, journalists will be coming up with, with I, daggers in a second. No, I don't think it was an ad. I just, sometimes when I listen, I kind of think that the winner can be a bit contradictive. Uh, and, and I don't really quite Contra- understand. Contradictory. Yeah, okay, thank you. The difference between a 2020 public years. public education <laughs> <laughs> person so they didn't go to school. Yeah. Um, so I never, I never really quite understand how they get to the to the actual final decision. You know? Okay, so let's recap here. Now, I actually
2: haven't had a chance to watch the entire video. I skipped through it because so last year no, I watched it all okay great you're going to be able to help me out last year don't you remember I went in and slagged off Ecoty 2020 for really poor filming quality. they went up to Anglesey and said it all looked like it'd be filmed on an iPhone and this was Evo and given their history of creating beautifully shot content this was a disaster cetera, it was hard to follow etc cetera, etc cetera. They definitely made up for that because they were back to their old ways. It was a shot... Well, they must shot to this
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but a, a beautifully shot bit of content. It made great, and you could follow it all through. I think they told the story beautifully. So back to Evo of the Greatness, which is Correct. what I want and need from Evo's YouTube channel. So thank you, Evo. Um, but the cars that were included, we had a Ferrari SF90, GT3 Touring, Aston Martin Vantage F1, Huracan STO, i20N, M5CS, M3, and Honda Civic Type R. Mm -hmm. Now, again, uh, maybe a slightly smaller group than in previous tests, and are there cars that were missing? You could argue a few things that maybe should or shouldn't have been there. So Mm -hmm. not the most obvious selection of cars, but actually within the video, it was it was good to see like you know mm-hmm. good, it sort of made sense. Mm-hmm. So what did I watch? I watched uh, Hurricane Sto. I watched a bit of the i twenty, a bit of the Civic Type R, and a bit of the M five. I missed the F one, the SF ninety, the Touring, and the M three. Okay. Now, l- talk me through the rest of the cars. Talk me through the overall opinions, and then I'm going to come into why I think it
1: makes sense as to why they chose the M five CS. Okay, so they they were very. Um, complimentary on the STO mm-hmm. and the touring, obviously. They love the STO from what love I see. Love the STO. And actually, um, uh, I actually think the STO is the car of the year. Me, personally. I know, you love that car. Uh, you you no, secretly want one. I just, not at the values they're at now. Well, I was to say, but if you got one off of one list, you'd get one. I mean, they could, no, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. Because they're on the list. So, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, mate, honestly. But but am I going to rule out not having one in, in a year or so? No, if they're the right money, I'd probably buy one. They're completely impractical. You can't take them on a road trip because there's no room in them. They're too loud for a track, which is what they're built for. So they are absolutely pointless. But the fact that what really done it for me with the Lamborghini, the fact they're still making that car, kind of that that's the reason why what tipped it over the edge. Yeah, a GT3 touring was is always going to be up there, and it, and it's probably why Evo never picked it because it's just so good that it's it, obvious. It's the predictable winner. So they were probably trying to think outside the box. They give the SF90 a bit of a drubbing, as I, in go on. I I don't really know many people that have said good things about that car. That's what I was going to come in <laughs> with. Like, 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 I'm not sure I've seen a
2: positive... Apart from Power Slide lover on Instagram, I'm not sure I've seen a positive review for that car yet,
1: anywhere. But, but it's not that easy to power slide either, apparently.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> he seems to make it relatively easy. But he's easy. very all, good, though. All, yeah, all the journalists... Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the quickest thing that they say is that it's unpredictable, a yeah. bit strange. Yeah, no one seems to understand the point of that car. And heck, they are appearing on the used car market every day i mean people are yeah. flipping
1: their ways out of them real quick yeah there were a lot of money though mate like it, i mean it is a it, it is like basically hypercar speed for a little bit more than supercar money but you know, what, what, what's wrong with an STO? What? What's wrong with a, with a GT2 yeah. RS? What's wrong with a Pista? I mean, how fast do you want to go? Like,
2: We're wading into a very popular topic here on the podcast. If it's your first time listening to Behind the Glass, something that comes up almost every week is, are cars these days too powerful? The answer is yes. Correct. <laughs> um, and that is really right at the top end, and I think has been superseded by a car we're going to come on to later in this episode, the 296 GTB.
1: Yeah. But... but- could also fall foul of the same issues. Well, the I think the SF ninety problem is is it's obviously Ferrari's first go at a, at a hybrid car, and a, a, and they will get it right Ferrari because that's what they do. But sometimes when when someone a manufacturer brings a new car out, sometimes it takes a while for them to get it absolutely right, and they might nail it with the two nine six. The only manufacturer that doesn't really do that is Porsche. Everything they bring out, they nail it. Yeah. So, But they don't really change it that much, you know. they sure. They're, the engineering's very, very good. And maybe Ferrari have tried to be a bit too clever with that SF90 because it is a clever car. Um, so, yeah, they, they they poo-hooed that a bit, that car. Uh, what was the other ones you were uh,
2: So the Civic Type R, the facelift Civic Type R, the i20N and the standard M3. So- and the Vantage F1.
1: So the the Vantage F1, again, poo-hooed it, as in, what's the point of this car, blah, 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 blah. I absolutely agree with them, as in, mm-hmm. you know, what is that car? Um, I like the I actually like the idea of it, to be honest, like a GT- Doesn't live up to the idea Free Aston Martin, but it's not a comparison for a GT3. It's, it's, it's no good, apparently. So um, that was out the window. The... The Civic, I flipping like that car. <laughs> I don't particularly like the look of it, but when you drive one, mate, they are so good. Them the bullocks, bullocks. They are honestly the nuts. If you want a hot hatch and you're a driver, you got that or that silly Magan. They are head and shoulders the best. Uh, out of the take your Golf Rs, your RS3s, A thirty-fives, A forty-fives, they are head and shoulders the best two cars to drive. So they liked that car, but for some reason it didn't go up the grid. It couldn't it couldn't win cars. N- it could basically win. a facelift. Yeah, for sure. But it is a bloody good hot hatch, mm-hmm. that car. Yep. Um they liked the I twenty n uh, they were talking about feeling and and is it better than a Fiesta ST? My, my personal opinion, probably not, because Fiesta have been making that ST forever. It's a bit like a Golf, where they've been making them forever. I mean, you can't really sod that car up now, whereas the i20, although it's BMW man that runs... The, M- the design, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it was the old, the, yeah. the old M man. Yeah, yeah. So although he brings some knowledge to the brand... Maybe they're just not quite there. But, I mean, it's still a good car. Like we've said many times on this podcast, no one makes a bad car. No, and the i30 n was was a great car. It it still is a great car. And I think we are, when we get to this point, we are really nitpicking and, and, you know, but they can nitpick because they've got this selection of cars. And when you're getting in and out of them, that's when you really compare, you know, because your mind's not scrabbled by what you drove six months ago and you can't really remember. So um, I think they like that car, but they said some some derogatory things about it, but whatever. And then... M3. M3, which they... They said it was very, very good. I mean, it is... uh, Mate, I really, really love that car. And and the more that I have driven it, I was a bit like them when I first drove it. Like, yeah, it's good. But actually, maybe... I mean, they spend a week with them, right? I I mean, that should be long enough for you to understand. Um... I was surprised that that car didn't rival the M5 CS because I really rate that new M3. I think that's a proper bit of kit, that car.
2: I think like many modern BMWs, and I'm going to come onto this now, uh, you know, they evolve when you live with them to show their breadth of capabilities. And, um, you know, me, I I was relieved when the original new M3 reviews came out that I wasn't the only one that felt a little underwhelmed. Like, It was a very good car the day I spent with it on the press launch. Really enjoyed it, but I was like... Yeah, like, not got a lot else to say. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, I know people who've spent, like you, more considerable <laughs> amounts of time with them, and are like, mate, the car is just so, so good. Yeah. So, here's why I reckon the M5 CS ended up winning. Because I think when the M5 CS launched, a lot of us were like, oh, come on, 150 grand, like 140. that. 140. 140 for an yeah. It just seemed ludicrous and insane, and everyone's like, what's going on? And then they drove it, and then it wins Evo car of the year. It's like, what the heck? And especially at a time when... Most BMW fans are saying that BMW M is further from being BMW M than it's ever been, in the sense that, you know, the true lovers of that kind of, you know, ultimate driver machine or, whatever you know, the ultimate driver's car, don't recognise modern day BMWs. No. Yet you've got Evo, I would argue, one of the most heralded or, or, or popular or... or Uh, well-regarded. Automotive magazines and group of journalists out there picking a BMW M car and a really niche expensive one as their car of the year. That was quite a juxtaposition. But as we mentioned just five minutes ago and for all of last year and heck for the last three years, cars are becoming more and more sterile, too powerful too similar, too void of any character or personality until you are right at the absolute limit. And heck, I'm sitting here banging on about how I love the F-Type again because it's just usable, fun, and comfortable and nice. You talked at points last year of wanting a Bentley Continental or the Roma and all these cars which are fundamentally very powerful, very capable, but comfortable and usable rather than the F-8s or the 720 or the MC-20s that whilst could, you know, destroy lap times, on the road, feel a bit Void of character, and if you look at that fleet, SF90, we know all of its foibles. We've discussed it, they discussed it in the video. GT3 Touring, heck, I love that car, you love that car, but we all knew what we were going to get. It's not a revolution. I actually am surprised they didn't have the Turbo S in there because I think the 992 Turbo S is a more impressive evolution than the 992 versus 991 GT3 compared to the old cars. If you look at the old
1: generation cars, 100%. That's what
2: I mean a big leap and an incredibly capable car. The Vantage F1. I mean, it's just a with silly bits on it and yeah. everything. But STO, as you say, totally impra- brilliant that they build it. Totally impractical. And then the M3 Civic and i20N aren't special enough, I don't think, to win Car of the Year. So then you've got the M5 CS. We love the M5, the M5 Comp. Yeah. A brilliant car. One of the best. One of the best, which they are going to love spending time in over a week because getting in and out of all the other stuff, that m 5 is just going to feel like this luxurious, comfortable powerhouse of a barge, but then is inherently lighter than they were expecting, more nimble on its feet, more engaging to drive. It's going to be the surprise package of that group that realistically, jumping in and out of all the other cars, you are always going to want to drive home.
1: If you looked at that fleet, you're going to go what, what? What? We're done for the day. What are we going to do? I'd always pick the M5CS. But but is that what it's about? Like like if that is what Icoti is all about, then then okay, fair enough. But but we, we you know you've just you've just reeled off about cars being too fast and this and that. It, it's why I I picked the Hurricane Sto because yeah, it is a stupidly fast car. But it's not like seven six five fast, or or it's you know it's not Pista fast, it's not GT two fast, it's not Black Series fast. Might be around the track, but on the road, it's just you can do twenty or thirty mile in mile oh. an hour in that STO and and feel like the bomb, having your teeth shaking out at the Co- same time. Correct, right? but but that's all about the character, right? Something mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like you've said many times, something that is imperfect it always brings out the character in a car, right? So uh, it's the bit I didn't get with the M5 because if it's really that good, I mean, we know how perfect the M5 competition. I think that's a perfect car, the M5 competition. If, If the M5 CS is that much better, then they've picked it for perfection. So within that point, you might as well just have an M5 comp and save yourself 70 grand. Well, not if the CS gives that slight added
2: persona and edge and driving characteristics that that make a driver a little bit more excited. If it is a better driver's car, a car that's a little bit more exciting in every walk of its life, you've taken a car which you just said is kind of perfect and you love and just made it a bit better. And in this day and age, when supercars are as capable... you could daily an FA 8 as easy as you could daily a, no an, an M5. I no mean, it, problem. Apart from the additional seats, it's as easy to daily the yeah. both. And so therefore, maybe Evo car of the year is less about apex speed and understeer and minutiae details of suspension travel, as it is finding a car which holistically is the best car of the year. And of that bunch, I'm actually not wholly surprised the M5 CS was their choice from that trip, would i have it of that bunch i don't know i'd no, i'd probably pick the touring maybe or the uh, probably pick the touring so i don't know I, all i'm saying is i agree it's a bit surprising but when i actually consider the group test that they did i can understand their choice i would have liked to seen a few other cars thrown in their
1: person mm. yeah i i i didn't understand their choice so um, yeah, I, 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 yeah. So yeah, take that, Evo. Tony didn't understand. <laughs> so like, sort I'm, your lives out. I mean, if, if, if I actually knew what the actual mm. parameters was of actually, this is the actual reason, because they never really explain no, they never that. Say, they just, just a, say, this is the car of the year and then it ends. It's a group of journalists deciding their favourite car of that which, group. Which, which is absolutely fair enough because it's their opinion. If that's what they've come to the decision in, in a week, no problem. It's just that logically from my point of view I've spent plenty of time in most of them cars that they've driven I, I i just what was the parameters of them deciding that the M5 CS was the car of the year because from what i can see i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. i i i would have definitely have had the STO and the Touring easily over over them over that M5 for sure
2: fair enough and also we have to applaud even for being able to do this because you know, fundamentally they're trying to pull cars from different manufacturers all at the same day, allowing manufacturers to agree to having their cars go up in a group (laughs) test like this. You know, now having more insight to behind the scenes, that's not an easy thing to do absolutely, not. and they'll definitely be you know Ferrari do not like being in group tests at no. all. Um, so so seeing this and and making having it and it, it does also mean that maybe there'll be cars that they wanted to include which they couldn't because of availability or as I say. So, bravo for doing it. I think it was good. I really like the piece that they put together. I need to watch the whole thing, sit down on a big TV screen, and really enjoy it. But um, anyway, I'm glad Evo Car the Year was back, even if Tony doesn't quite agree with the final decision. So I like the video though. If that was Car of the Year of 2021. Let's move on to what we think might be Car kind of the Year 2020.
3: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love.
1: Well, what's coming out? I mean, I don't know. No, you, you do know,
2: and it's exciting. I mean, obviously there's going to be some surprises this year. It won't surprise you at all here there's a ton of random EV and niche concept things that we're not going to talk about No Not now. interesting. If you comment going, oh, but what about the Jashu EV14? Like, we don't care. Is that uh, a car? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a list earlier and there were some <laughs> things I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> the new uh, 950,000 horsepower EV from blah. Yeah, like, no. It's like the Tesla Roadster. Whoa, Look, that's not cares. coming, is it?
1: No, that's a dig, by just, the way, just everyone. Do, yeah, just <laughs>
2: that. Tesla (laughs) um let's get going so i've got a list here i'm going to use top gears list to start with because the autocar one usually by the way shout out autocar we love using Autocar as a bit of a resource for this podcast is 170 cars long so we ain't got time for that Uh, so we're gonna use the top gear one first and we'll kick things off with of course two big hitters the lotus avaya And the Lotus Emira. Mm. They're coming this year. Yes. So we should see production versions of both. I think the Emira press drives supposed to be in maybe spring. Or no, maybe there's the prototype drives in spring and the press drives in September. I can't remember, but I'm hoping to be able to experience an Emira real soon. Yeah. And I'm still excited, even though you're not.
1: I'm not particularly excited. I'd like to drive one, but I'm not excited by that car. I'm not excited about the the hype. and what. um... But what about the Avaya? That's the electric car, That's right? the
2: mad electric
1: one. Yeah,
3: I don't
2: know. Now, you say really. this, you say that, but I actually am excited by the environment. I'm not excited by the fact that behind it, it can do like three laps flat out and then it has to recharge, yeah. but you know, lightweight, etc. cetera. Um, and actually, you know what? I want to delve in. I want to speak to Lotus about this. in It can't be that fun, night if it only does three laps. Yeah, it, it is, because this is the thing, is the battery technology, oh, you. weight, you know, so they have to have small batteries. <laughs> um, but some of the dynamic footage and stuff and when i went to the Amira launch and the avaya came around the track i was like oh hot damn that it looks insane as a yeah. as a sort of not a gimmick at all but as a toy as a track day toy they will be very cool to see if you were at silverstone and that came up behind you all flew past you'd be like sick okay i think Okay, you wouldn't. But <laughs> I'm excited for those two. Uh, a car which we talked about at the end of last year, right at the end of last year, which will finally be arriving, M3 Touring. Yeah. And given your plaudits for the M3. Yeah. I think that that really could be Evo car of the year 2022. Yeah, maybe. It should yep. be in the mix. And I think, you know, the the, the hype, the culted niche around yep. estate cars and things like that, you know, lot, lots of potential. It's going to be 100 grand, oh, that car. It's going to be a lot, but the world is, you know, cars yeah, are, yeah, 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 defenders yeah. are 90 grand. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. Now, this is a weird one. Citroën C5X. So oh, a- I love that car.
1: Really? Are you joking? Look at this. What a beautiful car that is. So I hadn't seen this at oh all. Oh my God, mate. I'm, I'm actually considering buying one. No, you're not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice try. You know what it looks like? It looks like a Taycan Cross Tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what Top Gear said, because I I had no idea about this car. <laughs> not every interesting car inbound this year is a fast one. Look, comfy big Citroens are back. Welcome to the only crossover Top Gear is mildly bothering about in 2022, the mm. C5X. Instead of going retro to reinvent the likes of the the DS or the SM. Citroën's new flagship is a sort of high-riding estate available with plug-in hybrid power and seats said to be squishy and posh as a mattress. Oh, um, we'll report back when we've had a drive. So this is supposed to be Citroën harking back to their glory days of mm. being plush, comfortable, over-the-top, stylish, cars something which unfortunately they haven't really made
1: for the last because they tried to take on the Germans realised they couldn't and changed their model yeah so back to uh, the proud way of eating brie on the back seat Um, that's going to get me in some trouble
2: Uh, I agree it's a good looking car had you actually genuinely seen this before no okay yeah (laughs) So, you had no idea what you were saying when no. I thought, okay. <laughs> well done. I do think it looks good. It looks like the kind of car Paul Wallace is going to review like mid year. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah Remember, yeah. what was yeah. the one? Didn't he, uh, do and if he And if he's no good, he'd probably buy one. <laughs> <laughs> what was the content that he was doing mid I don't know. Do mate. The, the Peugeot stuff. The, I, I can't. Oh, it was so rogue, wasn't yeah.
2: it? <laughs> Supercars of London presents a Peugeot. Anyway, let's not wind up Paul anymore. He's not here to defend himself. No. Um, I think you had a 60 grand one. He did. <laughs> A really expensive <laughs> one. So rogue. He really enjoyed this one. That's what annoyed me. That's why I'm winding him up. Yeah. Uh, another car we've just discussed, the Ferrari
1: 296 GTB. That, that is the car I'm most looking forward to because but, I'd like one. But I worry. I please, worry it's going to go down
2: the path of the SF90 and everyone's going to get it and go, oh, all that potential, all that excitement, and it's just too much. All right. That's oh. what I, I don't want it to be. I don't think I'm going to get an invite to drive that from now. I might. Know. I'll be well, with. I might. I'm going to send them an email later mm. saying, "Hey, like at some point um, when you get the big hitter stuff like this for Fry, they tend to literally just focus in on the car magazines. Yeah, maybe get Schmie or JW to go to like a it, static room. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say maybe towards the end of the year,
1: I might try and see. What it'll I be can 2023 do. before you start seeing them, right? Uh, no, I think I think it's expected to hit the road this year. No? Right, Uh-oh. I think is mid like summer this year might might be delivery. But I bet if you go in and say, "Can I have one now?" I bet it's twenty twenty three delivery. Uh, so maybe maybe the early cars have already been. Oh, I think if you want one of these now, it's twenty twenty five, isn't it? The waiting list for two nine six must be in soon. Yeah, probably. probably. I, mean, I don't think twenty twenty five, mate. But anyway, we literally just make things up. I know. Percent of you worse than me. <laughs> I want to have a go, Ferrari.
2: FYI. Please. If you're listening. Here's a car which um, you don't care about, but I'm intrigued by. Is the
1: Toyota GR86. No, that's not fair. I do I do care about it, because I think it's good value, and if you're a kid, you can have some fun, and you're not going to kill yourself. Although, if you try and drift it, you might. But, but you know, it's a 200 horsepower little drifting machine, really. So, if that's good value, why is the Amira not... <laughs> Well, the Amira's not thirty grand. Is that thirty grand? That car, Amira's is seventy. It's Cayman money. So just, this is my argument. That's not Cayman money. Well, no, but but what is that? What I mean, what does the gi six go up against? Exactly there isn't anything else like it so it's pretty cool for that reason the is just going up against the best sports car you can buy ok stop <laughs> carry on if you want <laughs> no please don't.
2: but I like I like this Toyota GR movement mm. obviously the Yaris we know um, but I, I'm intrigued and excited by this I think it looks sharper and better I think people will play around and modify it
1: and, uh, I'd it's like cool. them to do a faster one I'd like them to do like a, like a 300 horsepower one something with a bit more power surely you're going to have to tune that in a heartbeat and- probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some fun. Put a supercharger
2: on it. <laughs> Wallace. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, this one, I don't know why Top Gear included, but it's a Volkswagen ID Buzz, which yeah. is essentially an electric van looking like the old school, what were they called? The campers? Yeah, the camper van, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a van. At last, VW is giving us the retro-styled one-box people-mover we've always wanted. Fully electric ID Buzz and ID Buzz Cargo. We'll offer. That was at Geneva about four years it ago. It literally was. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I at that. It was literally at Geneva when, when electric was becoming a thing. Yeah. It was at Geneva about four years ago, and hey, we're not getting Geneva this year. So you know, the best we can get again. yep to look at these, look at these photos. Um, I mean, that would be cool to see if like UPS are driving around in those. I'm all up UPS,
1: don't think you get side door in <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, they're,
2: they're quirky looking. Another rogue shout from Top Gear: the Hyundai Ionic Six. Isn't Hyundai on an absolute roll right now? Top Gear asks. The i30 N and the i20 N. The Kona N is a completely mad. The Ionic Five is great-looking and brilliantly re- realised EV. And then the Tucson crossover is a better-looking than any current BMW. So then he goes. So it stands to reason that the new Ionic Six Saloon ought to be a half-decent bit of kit. Top Gear, I really loving Hyundai. It's an all-electric saloon with pebble-smooth styling, riffing off the Prophecy concept based on the same underpinnings as the Ionic 5 hatchback. The likes of BMW i4 and Tesla Model 3 aren't going to be excited about this rival. Sure, let's wait. And I mean, it <laughs> makes two of us. Yeah, so maybe this is a car. I mean, I in. think that looks hideous, that car. I think it looks hideous. Yeah. And I suppose Hyundai are on a bit of a roll, you're right, with the ends, Top Gear and Ionic 5. I've seen a few, they are massive, those things, but I've so seen a few are, of yeah. them knocking around. Yeah. And, so, yeah, you could say they are on a bit of a roll, but I'm not particularly freaking out about the Ionic 6, I have no. to say. No. It wasn't on my radar before, and it's not going to be. Mercedes EQE. Now, I have seen a lot of chat recently about the EQS and the EQE from Mercedes. I think Mercedes are maybe slightly getting a step ahead of Audi and BMW
1: when it they comes to the race of EVs. They are 100% they are, yeah. They're really knocking out electric cars now.
2: It seems to be across the range. Yeah. There is an EV available in, yeah. in every sort of shape, and they look good. Mm. They don't look too dissimilar to the rest of the range. Mm. They haven't tried to aggressively make sort of futuristic products, but they are cool, and they're really going for big range.
1: Uh, yeah. I think the EQS is a 500 mile range. Well, car, actually, oddly enough, uh, we talked about Top Gear. I watched a small piece of Chris Harris okay. actually not driving one in the back of one, and um, yeah, they claimed big range, and it wasn't quite it was like 70 or 80 miles out, but uh. you could get London and back from West Country or whatever. So, um, but interestingly, um, in the back. Wasn't a lot of room, and bearing in mind that's an S-Class rival, the yes. EQS. There wasn't really a, a, a huge amount of room. Chris isn't particularly a very tall man, so for him to say that, like, I mean, if you, it's you not
2: know, not that encouraging. I don't think it's quite ready. If you're
1: yet. used to being chauffeured in an S-Class, you might suddenly be a bit unhappy. But in it, a, it, I mean, to be honest, mate, I think that 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 car chauffeur market that. You know the S class, the A8, the Seven Series. I-, I think that's dead. That market. I think really? people buy Range Rovers now. You'd sit in the back of a Range Rover all yeah, day long, wouldn't you? You sort of would, hundred percent. But, but <laughs>
2: as someone who has often chauffeured, Tony, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, for example, There's Volvo's. Like, if for example, Saudi Arabia. Uh, every, I mean, every single person who got picked up from the airport to the hotel as part of the Saudi Arabia hospitality Seven Series.
1: Yeah, but that's because BMW sell them to them for fifty grand.
2: But you know, you, but nine times out of ten, if I'm collected by any for any event, I'm being hosted anywhere, it's still in a big saloon. I, I do not remember even for a Jaguar Land Rover event. I don't remember getting picked up in a
1: Range Rover or an SUV. But I think that's a that, that's a that's because of a price or a value reason, because I think these these chauffeur firms, well actually I know, that BMW and Mercedes, they do unbelievable deals on them. So I don't think it's dead then? Well, it's only de- it's only not dead be- for that reason but actually if you sat in a Range Rover and be driven around in a Range Rover and then the same price S-Class or, or 70, if they're exactly the same price you'd all day long have a Range Rover, all day long. I mean, it's just better. I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily
2: better, but I would agree in the same reason why people buy SUVs over estates. Yeah, also, you know, like, like there is that sense of riding high and being in a big box. And but I said it when I reviewed the the latest SV autobi- the SV autobiography. What's yeah. the top? The top spec Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one is before Was the. Is it refre- the SVO? No, uh, it's got SVA. Isn't yeah, I think it's it? SVA. SVA. Yeah, and I said I'd have this over a Rolls Royce Ghost any day of the week. Yeah, um, you know, because it just it just felt nicer. Yeah, um, but but I think there are still people who would have a Maybach S Class who have the seven hundred and sixty Li long wheelbase, whatever. A eight, I think, a dying a dying breed. But, yeah, but um, heck, I tell you, in Bulgaria big big bmw or amg uh saloons still a thing
1: yeah and i think i think in a lot of europe mate i just think in this country we Mm -hmm. don't really go i mean i i can't remember the last time i had one in stock i mean i wouldn't have one in stock even Mm -hmm. even if i was offered one but but i can't remember the last time i had an s class or a seven series or it it was such a long time ago years and years ago
2: yeah, you're, you're, I'm sure you're right, and to drive everyone's well, pick an right. SUV. Yeah. Well, no, no, because I, I don't, I actually don't think you necessarily are. I think if you're Just buying, said I was. no, no, if you're buying a car, yeah, a personal car, yeah, I agree, SUV, yeah, and if it's a personal car that you then have a chauffeur, again, I still think you would be weighing up the options, yeah, but a traditional chauffeur company. Or if you booked a chauffeur driven car, mm. I think nine times out of 10, if not 9.5 times out of
1: 10, they're still showing up in saloons and they're still stocking saloons. So this is absolutely correct, but that's because of the price of them.
2: That's yes. because of the so, deals so they get on them. So you are a little bit wrong. No, no, no. No, because, You are. You are a little bit Because you don't sell to chauffeur companies. No. You sell to individuals. Correct. And you
1: agreed with me that chauffeur companies <laughs> are keeping the saloon alive. Admit defeat. But no. what I'm trying to say to you is if the chauffeur companies could get the Range Rover at the same money, they'd have the Range Rover. They <gasps> literally. I'm so sure. No, they would, mate, because it's just better, and that's that. In your opinion, next car, uh, GT3 RS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we forget about that. We don't really
2: talk about that well, car anymore because I don't care. I do. I just think it's going to be, it's going to
1: be great. Oh, it's going to have the stupidest wing in the world, but you will care, mate. When you drive one, you'll go, no. oh my god, this is the best car ever. But you say this if, and some of them are the same money. I would still have a
2: touring over a three RS in this country, a right-hand drive touring over a three RS. No way. Well, for
1: the road, yeah, but if that move i, you, don't, for, but, I can but, drive driving on the road for UK road for sure. But if you go to Europe, no chance. And a three RS, sl- you're going to be slow in Europe. You're going to have to keep up with stuff. Well, that's not true. But it okay. is in a straight line. That's a slow car. But when, but when do you need a straight line? Well, on a on a mountain road. Autobahn. Okay, so I was in the slowest car on our road yeah, trip. And, and you- I
2: couldn't see you in my mirrors at any point. <laughs> yeah, I'd, already, I'd already gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were sliding around, couldn't get traction in your car. In the, in the uh, wet, in yeah. In the wet, yeah. yeah. But um, no, 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 I, I, I get it. But for me, the 3RS has never been the one to have, because I'm not a track guy. Like, I don't live on the track. I want to change that a little bit this year. I want to do more track stuff, but- I'm coming. I mean, that'd be hilarious. Please. Isn't? I'm going to put you in a wall. Uh, don't do that. Um... <laughs> It's, uh, it's two-track focused for me. It's, it's yeah, fair cool, enough. super cool. It's brilliant. When we did that trip to Ireland, I was yeah. like, well, amazing. But I'm like, it's a bit, it's a bit too much. Yeah. I don't need all that. So yeah. in the same way that you weren't that fussed about new GT3,
1: I'm not that fussed about new 3 RS. Mm. But I would, I would literally, ha- I'm not that fussed about new GT3 because of the RS. I know the RS mm. is coming and I'd have an RS as my European car. You know what I mean? This is, it Literally, well, I'd have it. I'd have it I'll as well. I'll keep car. my
2: fingers crossed for you. Yeah. i have to buy a Taycan first to get that
1: slot. No, no, no. I'm not, not doing it. I should pay overs and just have the car I want. Ferrari Puro sorry? <laughs> well, pure Sangue. Sorry? Or Puro or whatever.
2: It's the Ferrari SUV.
3: Oh,
2: so not, not interested. It fine. Are you? Sorry. No, I'm not interested. I Okay. You uh, can what, read, how, but can I'm I, not going to listen. Can I, what can I bet? You say this right now. Yeah. I think you're going to want one of these. Well, I can
1: want all I like. It's half a million quid or four hundred grand. No thanks. Funnily well, firstly, we don't know that
2: for sure yet. Well, we do because it's
1: Ferrari. They just take the piss.
2: The V12 is likely to be four hundred grand. Joke. But the hybrid, blah blah blah, I think is going to be two sixty or whatever. Plus options, so it'd be three twenty. Sure, there you go, bargain, right.
1: bargain. Won't lose a cent. Lie. <laughs> 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 what? 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 What about a Lusso or a, a, an Eight Twelve? But not like 100 grand in two years. But look at a
2: Euros, Unbelievable. And I think this, we're going to see this with Ferrari. No. I do, because I think this is a flip of the market. This is indicating that the world is SUV obsessed. And whilst Ferrari are dishing out cars left, right and centre, <laughs> the one that they haven't yet is an SUV. And yes, Lusso's, and even while well, or the big V12 drop like an absolute lead balloon. This is different. And I think... People are mad enough to buy Cullinans. My God, Central London is full of Cullinans. He's actually Los Angeles full of Cullinans? No. Dubai full of Cullinans. Those are also four hundred grand cars. Essentially, they're not quite, but
1: they're three hundred. Close enough. Yeah.
2: You know, if you go mental Rolls Royce spec, they're three hundred grand. Sure, but but yeah. you can do all the individual. You can you can get a four hundred yeah, yeah. grand Cullinan for uh, sure. Probably yeah. But say three hundred grand. We don't know. By the way, we still don't know the pricing of this Ferrari SUV. We're just speculating. Yeah. Um. People will buy this, by the boatload. Yeah. And being Ferrari, if they're half sensible about it, there'll be an insane waiting list. It'll be in demand. So I think for the first two years, they'll sit 30, 40 grand over list and you can just use it.
1: I disagree, but okay.
2: Well, let's wait and see. Yeah. Am I intrigued and excited about driving it? Not at all. I couldn't care less. No. I probably will and go, oh, wow. But I've always said I'm not, necessarily a big fan of super suvs i am i know you are and so yeah andrew from alexander's you know the euruses the Q eights, the, the g63s the cayenne turbo s coupe whatever gt gt thingy. thing yeah thank you yeah i'm a bit like Sigh. so i would have my ferrari in ff or luso form mm. will this be
1: incredible probably but i'm just not i'm not that bothered so they've officially shut all the books by the way just changing the subject slightly they've officially shut all the books on f8 now so you can't buy an f8 so the replacement car is it the 296 or is it the, the sf90 i mean it's, 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 it's no it... so so there is supposed to be
2: um uh supposed to be another mid car isn't there there's there's sf90 296 Something else replacing, yeah, which is because the F8 was the send off, it was for that engine and for that sort of model line. (laughs) We are still, I think, expecting a V8 mid engined Ferrari hybrid car could be mild hybrid would it would expect it to be mild hybrid but maybe not so where does that go in the range underneath 296 because what's 296 Un- underneath price-wise?
1: 296 yeah because yeah, 296 is, is how much it's still a 200 and something grand car right so wait a minute so they're going to have a they're going to have a v8 car which will be 700 horsepower i guess if you're going at the 296 is a v6 car with 800 horsepower yeah
2: ex- exactly you just put right. the nail on the head okay fine and then and then, and then you, you keep the entry level Portofino and Roma, right? So yeah, two hundred thirty-one grand for the, S, the for the two nine six plus plus plus. So
1: of course. It's, so it's two eighty. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I think there's going to be a an F eight replacement. that two, under two
1: hundred five or, or whatever. What's oh, an F eight? No. Oh no, I don't think there will be, mate. I think I think it's going to be above it. I think it's going to sit in between the SF ninety and the two nine six. Oh yeah, cuz an F8 203. Yeah, plus options.
2: So does that make the 296 the entry level
1: Ferrari? It
2: be the no, en- entry
1: level mid-engine Ferrari. It it will be, yeah. Wow. Oh. Because and then and then they'll just make an underpowered if they are going to I don't really a see a detuned SF90. Yeah. But why would they do that? Just it's odd. I don't know if they are going to replace it. It doesn't make will sense Will
2: Ferrari replace the F8 the F8, Ferrari is replacing the twin-turbo V8 F8 Tributo with a V6 hybrid Screamer.
1: There you go, it's 296.
2: The, the Ferrari F8 Tributo is the only two years old, but the rocket ship, the, oh yeah, that is the 296, yeah. this was from Motor Trend in June. Yeah. New
1: 296 GTB to replace the F8 Tributo. Yeah, because that should have come two years ago, but they didn't have the hybrid technology ready for it. Wow. So, there so they're going to be the two cars. Well, that makes perfect sense. Why would you make another one in between? Doesn't make sense. No, I, I agree. I guess disaster. I didn't think Ferrari had confirmed that, but
2: but uh, maybe they still haven't. But but online, everyone is saying it would make sense. It's the straight replacement.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well. So what's next on the list?
2: Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm like a bit like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, VF.
1: A bit, a bit of him's just died inside. A little
2: bit. Uh, <laughs> we are coming towards the end. We've got a Hummer EV. Did you know Hummer were making a comeback? No. Yeah, not that we really care, but Hummer In EVs the UK? Spy. I think in the US probably. I yeah. can't believe it's coming to the UK, no. but maybe. <laughs> uh, the new Civic Type R, which I have to say, on test photos alone or spy pictures, I'm super excited about. I think it looks much better. If we were concerned about the looks, much, much better. Yeah, it does. It looks a little bit like a BMW. At the yeah, front. it's got more of a saloon. I think it's got to get rid of the rear wing and we are good to go. So, yeah, that's going to be very exciting. Uh, the Gordon Murray T50.
1: No. Oh, snorkel.
2: See you later. Ineos Grenadier. Oi, oi. Keep an eye out for that. Is that um, coming? That is coming. That is coming. Uh, they're listening it here. They're saying uh, 2022, able to take your dummy out and buy an Ineos Grenadier. Uh, uh, starting around 48 grand. Um, I still every picture I see of it, I'm like, oh yeah, so cool. I just want to get one and take it like across South America. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like I just, just want to go to Iceland
1: or Alaska, and just S- bum around in it. It might be interesting to because that's going to be good value that car. So at that point, are they going after Defender? Oh, well, I, the thing is, it's so much cheaper than Defender. Yeah, and so much more practical.
2: Of course, I think yes. Or they're going after old Defender market. Because I think if you had an old Defender, like, like my dad, right? He's got the old Defender 90. He doesn't want a new Defender. It makes no sense to him. It's 16 times the money. It's less practical. All the reasons that we don't like He doesn't like defender, driving. But he would probably consider this. And in the same way that if you are a farmer or maybe Harry Metcalf, Harry's Garage, maybe he'd... I, I don't really know. Okay. But the fact that it's also appealing to me suggests that there's an air of... You know, jack uh, of all uh, trades. Yeah, mm. well, in the sense that you buy a G wagon, one of the most capable cars off road, but you drive the G sixty three and just drive it to the bloody yeah, shops, yeah. don't you? It's so like all SUVs, though, That's the it? thing. But yep. so they, they've done a good job at making it appeal to me. Someone who's probably going to go off roading once, but I kind of want to. Mm. It's selling a good lifestyle idea. And okay, I think at forty eight grand, it's cool. Okay, okay now I am genuinely excited <laughs> about this.
1: Maserati <laughs> Gran Turismo.
2: Oh, oh no. Finally, 82 years later, we're getting a new one. I mean, and... it is 82
1: years about as well, by the way. It is about 82
2: years. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 it's been taking forever. Um, but there's going to be all things. There's going to be a, a, an electric, uh, a V8, and a V6.
1: So it's basically Ferrari gear.
2: Uh, I don't know how much they share anymore. They must share some. I mean, they're right next door to each other. So yeah. It would be a bit weird if they didn't. Yeah. But, um... I saw one of these. So when I went to Italy to pick up the Alpha GTA M, I was allowed inside the the testing facility, but all my phones and everything were taken away from me. And I sat around waiting for an hour and a half for some Italian security men to stamp some paperwork. Classic. Um, and three of these came past. Did they? And I was like, holla. It literally looks identical to the old car. Does it? Does it I really? I believe it. I mean, it, I think the flesh, it's going to look like a heavily facelifted car. You're not going to be like, oh my god! It- I wonder what they're going to do to the inside because that—that's the problem with that car. And the other problem will be the price because the MC twenty is what two hundred and twelve, two hundred thirteen grand or something like that. Uh, Stupid I money. Mean, it's
1: quite that. Oh, much. mate, it's all the money. Yeah, I think that, I think there might be one eighty, one ninety. Specked up, it's going to be all the money. One eighty-seven plus options
2: S- pl- plus plus. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. a two two ten yeah, 220 car. Yeah. So it is all the money. Um, (laughs) And I think they're going to completely misprice that Gran Turismo. As as they normally do. As they normally do. It'll be 160 grand cars. It'll go up against a Roma. It'll be... Deluded. But I love the idea of it. Yeah. Dacia Jogger. I think this is Top Gear trying to carry on a joke from the old James May days. Good news. Dacia is back with a shameless, boxy, super practical piece of unpretentiousness.
1: What's wrong with that though? Nothing at all. But like... Are you excited by that? I'm not excited by it, but but it appeals to a lot you, of people, mate. I'm not gonna, here. We go again. No, no, no. no. Do right, not
2: try and derogatory no. again. No. <laughs> Do not try and pull me into that conversation. I can see you coming a mile off, and I'm not going down the BMW <laughs> 2 Series Active Tourer. <laughs> I agree. I actually think that looks cool. Yeah, and I like that. What they say? Super practical, shameless, boxy, like tick, tick, tick. So, what's your problem then?
1: I don't, don't really kidding. understand what
2: you're trying to say. I don't
1: have a problem.
2: Right, you're it, then. just trying to wind me up. No, I'm not. I'm just oh, trying just... to. So let's let's go back to some of the cars that you just couldn't care less about. What what's your problem with the Hummer EV? I just told you
1: what. It's not going to be a UK car. So what's the point of it? What's so, the problem with
2: the, what, the Hyundai Ionic Six? I don't like it. Well, Carry I, on. I, I like the dature. Anyway, you're just... You're well, you just said you did Stop that. trying to fight with me. It's the first podcast of the year. <laughs> Sit back. Just be a nice person. <laughs> New Range Rover. Very excited
1: by that. few of those were knocking around London, weren't they, over uh, the Christmas holidays, got spotted by some good uh, old... Uh, well, I mean, I'll happily have one of them, for sure. Yeah, so would I. A lot of money. That's the problem. In my madness over Christmas, when I was like,
2: what is this next daily going to
1: be? I spec'd one up and I was like... What? 120? Oh, yeah. 125. 125. It's, it, it's a problem, mate, because actually, the current Range Rover now, what's wrong with that car? Yeah, yeah. Oh, old SVA, the one we were just talking about a second ago, yeah. you can get
2: them for like 90 grand.
1: Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, apart from the new interior, which is very nice, and it does look a bit, a bit more modern for sure, but actually to sit in and drive down the road, how how, how much better or worse is it going to be? You know, like... A Range Rover is a Range Rover. Yeah, I think you know? this new one will be a lot
2: better, but I don't think you'll notice. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like- it's like old Phantom versus new Phantom. Right? Yeah. Like, like, there'll be lots of nice parts of this, but and, and you won't realize all the new improvements that are going on to improve the overall experience. Yeah. Maybe if you went from new and you got in an old, you'd be like, oh, it's not quite as refined. But yeah, if you were in and old, I don't think you're necessarily missing out massively. But until we've driven it, I guess we don't really know. The
1: entertainment, obviously, the, the infotainment system is going to be loads better. But but um, if you want some advice, I'd wait a while and let them fix it first because it, <laughs> when they come out, they're going to be going straight back. You never know. Uh, Polestar 3. Uh, Polestar, I keep seeing these Polestar 2s knocking around. Mm. They're quite good looking cars, aren't oh, they? I think mean, they are, yeah. 50-odd yeah. 50, 50 grand's worth of yeah. electric. And they've got... Amazing reviews, mate. Yeah, As in... incredible reviews. Yeah, so I guess Porsche 3 is going to be interesting. It's a SUV event, essentially.
2: Yeah, um, McGann E Tech, uh,
1: not interested. What's Le- wrong with that then? It's electric. So, well, it's not. I'm not interested. Would you like to tell those and gentlemen what we spoke about off camera? No, we'll be doing right, that. There you go, episode. Then. <laughs> And then the last three
2: first off, 2022 Formula One car. Yeah. I'm literally right now in discussions about trying to get down to testing to see some of the first cars. Cannot wait. That is amazing. Uh, Aston Martin Valkyrie. We should see them on the road this year. We should see them on the road. And if we do, you know where they're going to be? Monterey Car Week. If that event goes ahead, they will be all over there. Okay. And Uh, I'll be excited. Customers have had delivery of some, right? I don't think so. I think a customer car came off the production line gone. was it delivered who knows and gone back onto the production
1: yeah.
2: line <laughs> turned around and went back to the start it was like a really classic Aston Martin press release yeah. the first customer car rolls off the production yeah. line and that's yeah, okay. about it so let's see because i with these kind of things social media being the way social media is it would have been plastered everywhere it'd of been course. Delivered somewhere so yeah. let's wait and see and then of course Mercedes AMG
1: 1 oh yeah forgot about that didn't we no i didn't forget about it it's just that it's not here yet again i'm just reading here to remind myself it's a 2015
2: spec formula one engine Mm. that's how long that car's
1: been in production yeah seven years yeah but it's still a hybrid car mate it's still that that era isn't it yeah of course it's still that still that oh it's a formula one engine mate. i'm not Not sure that but like
2: what i mean is how long it's taken for that car to come to any point of being near close to production.
1: But will it be a Formula 1 car? No, no. This is the problem. Not at all. It's you impossible. Know, for the road.
2: There's 25 people that run a Formula 1 car across a Grand Prix weekend before a Oh my God, and, like and the rest. Oh yeah, and then the whole factory actually oh, monitoring it, some of that. So unbelievable. To think that you could just shove that into a road car and let somebody go on and
1: have fun. I've actually got a really cool story to quickly tell on, you about, about that. So, um, it's actually about George Russell going, oh. going to Mercedes. So, uh, a friend of mine um, might be selling his house to his parents might be selling his George, house Russell's. To George Russell's parents correct so they had a really lovely conversation about George Russell and um, how how he was a uh, how he approached Mercedes he originally sent Toto Wolff an email with maybe not not responding not getting a chance to respond and Toto Wolff did respond but anyway that's another story so, if you want to hear that story, by the way, go and check out the George Russell F1
2: podcast. Maybe discusses it in detail.
1: Oh, there you go then. So I haven't read that. So whatever. Yeah, so... And then and then he said um, they was doing an, he was doing an F3 test. Um, he'd gone out to do an F3 test and his parents said that, you know, when you go to an F3 test, there's three or four mechanics and this and that. And then Mercedes invited him to do an F1 test. He was completely on his own. There was It was a private day. He said that they had three garages. There was like sixty people for, for just Insanity, for George. Yeah. Like just for George, um, he said there, there was a there was a garage just full of computers. There's twelve people in there just looking at his data. It, like it's insane Outrageous, the right? level from F three to F one where you just get like two or three people turn up in F3 yeah, car.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted like, to tell that story because yeah, yeah, yeah. like
1: literally, like the insane levels, the the levels of when you go up to real elite sport is incredible when you think like, and man, it was just a test.
2: Ridiculous. It, it was, it's not and a- be Back in the day, that would have been a completely separate testing team. Yeah. When you hear the stories of the, you know, especially Ferrari days with Schumacher and stuff like that, they would have a completely separate department
1: running the testing program and the testing team that would never even go to the races. Can you imagine the, the money so that, you know, I think it was Portugal so it's Port Mal. So they've hired Port Mal. There's no one else there, just him. Can you imagine that There's four lorries. So they've all pulled up in the lorries. There's 60 people or 50, but however many people there were. Like, just that alone. Well, I can't remember where it's at now because the cost cap's coming in, but obviously at its height, teams
2: were running, you know, 100 million dollars a year, you know, to to run on Formula One Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, easily, easily. I mean, I think when Toyota, Toyota, I think, were famously the highest spending. I think they were at (sighs) 300 million a year. Toyota F1. Incredible. Um... Toyota has a four hundred and forty-five point six million pound dollar F1 budget in two thousand and eight. Four hundred and forty-five million pound budget in F1, and they didn't win. Ne- <laughs> nearly, nearly half a billion quid. They didn't win. Yeah, F1 team spent over three billion dollars. Toyota,
1: but but is it is it true that Ferrari have the biggest budget in F1? Is that true? Yes. Well, so the well, that's got I say well it's, it's all it's all changing
2: because of the cost <laughs> cap, but. Famously, very early on, Ferrari managed to negotiate that they had special precedents in every part of the sport, rules, uh prize breakdown, everything, because of their importance to F1. Ferrari. Their heritage. Yeah. yeah. F one isn't nowadays maybe a bit different, but could Formula One exist without Ferrari and could Ferrari exist without Formula One? Arguably for a long time, no. Mm. Even when they weren't winning. Yeah. Um and so of any year's prize fund, Ferrari would always get a little bit more. Ferrari was always allowed to veto certain rules. Ferrari were always allowed to have a little... Really? if every team got one vote, Ferrari got two. So, like, they always got special treatment. And in terms of budgets, I don't necessarily know if they spent more or had more, but they definitely got more back from F1. Uh, And I think they were comparable. I think, like, Ferrari, McLaren, you know, uh, Red Bull, whatever, you know, they've all Williams... Williams was actually a bit less. Anyway, big teams were always around 100 mil, but then in came... Toyota with 445 for one Unbelievable. year. Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah. Couple of other random cars to quickly finish off on. Um, Pagani. LOL. Apparently uh, coming out with- Another one? Yeah. No, but a whole new car, apparently. Oh. Oh which is basically just a Huayra with a bit of Zonda bits on it. Going to be called the C10. Don't know much else about it yet, but shockingly out of nowhere, um, that's coming. And apparently another new Koenigsegg. I've been their
1: New Year's resolution. What, make another car? Yeah, just like, <laughs> woke up January 1st. Oh, we should probably build something. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Koenigsegg as well as apparently the... Same thing. 55th car, which they've only really seemed to have built four of them, but anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, an exciting year ahead. And a very exciting year for this podcast. Uh, we have to welcome any of you that maybe are new, you've never tuned in before. Welcome, thank, welcome, thank you for joining us. We we have really been hyping for a while now. This is going to be a big year for us here in the podcast, and it really is, kind of almost starting from next week moving forward. We have some mega plans, which will all be huge very soon. Lots going on behind the scenes at the minute, here on the podcast and on my main channel, which I'm just... Taken a while to figure out before i can announce but we're excited we are um and we're we're very happy to have you along so yeah if you are new subscribe if you're watching on youtube turn on notifications so you don't miss our future weekly episodes yes we are here every week uh, if you're listening to us keep listening on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you might be listening if you want to follow tony he's at tony Gravelwood car sales on most social media platforms i'm at seen through glass on most social media platforms and we'll be back with you for another episode next week bye bye see y'all